You're all wrong, Dylan. No, you're all wrong, because I've already been right twice now. When were you right? Ford with the whole Maki. I thought it was going to kick off. I think you initially thought it wouldn't. And then who was going to be to the punch of who for electric mass production for trucks? Well, second one is unanswered. So, it, you know, I you know, I think I think the, the, the pudding's there. I think the mm-hmm. pudding's there, per se. Pudding is there. So... Here, here's well, my we'll justification. See. Well, Dylan what, is a we man should... who is overconfident in every regard, and yet I still actually I called Dogecoin too initially. Initially, I wasn't sure about Bitcoin, but I called Doge, and then yeah, yeah, okay. What did you call about Doge? Then? So, oh, it was going to spike up too, but it's we back down to its regular price. So back down, but I mean, we were talking about this earlier too. Initially, you mm-hmm. could buy it for less than a cent, and now it's like thirty cents. It's still an increase. Well, no, we were talking about it. It was about fifteen cents. So, but still, anyway, Dylan, so, you're a, you're a generalizer, so let, you can never be let, wrong. Let's talk but about I'll, our, I'll listen. That's what every politician does, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. So this is a fuck it Friday, of course. I'm Dylan. I'm Dylan. Okay. I'm that's a generalizer now. I'm still me. So we're talking about general EVs, but also, I guess, uh, potential uh, penetration markets. Don't get that confused with dirty terms. The idea of Dylan, pen- you're the only one making it dirty. <laughs> so, but anyway, the idea of penetration, or mm-hmm. let's say, same thing we talked about before with like what our last episode of uh, TikTok product placement. There's an idea of what's called brand recognition, where if you can get a product out there and basically get somebody to buy it, most likely they're going to stay with that brand. Well, Not always, but most likely. Well, that'd be like that would be brand brand loyalty. Well, so loyalty, but I'm getting to that. So it's a two-parter. That is loyalty, but what I mean is recognition where immediately you could basically mm-hmm. like, that's a Ford because either my cousin had one, I had one, mm-hmm. friend had one. The point is basically somebody mm-hmm. introduced you to the brand and whether yeah. you owned it or saw it, you've seen it and you recognize it. Mm-hmm. That's how things sell. It's the same thing with, I think, same with flashlight, streamlight. I don't think like... A lot of people probably, I tell you that. So probably there's a decent amount of people that know what Streamlight is, but do they own one? Maybe not. Because hmm. like you even see like cop guns because they put it on the side Streamlight, big bold letters. So there's various ways you can see Streamlight. Mm-hmm. So same thing. I don't think a lot of people may might own a Streamlight, but they know what a Streamlight is just because a friend owned it. You know, maybe they did own one or just they saw it someplace because they just yeah. have mass advertisement or whatever the case may be. But they're exposed to it. Or Hydroflask. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or Yeti. There's a few brands that do that where you yep. don't, like, I don't own a Yeti, but I know what Yeti is and it's I know it's a good brand. Singly one, one version of a product, one. but that but that particular brand name of the product is what people consider the product. Yep. So, and I was talking about this in particular with the idea of Ford and their F-150 Lightning, which is their EV equivalent of uh, electric pickup truck. Primarily targeted towards Tesla. I don't think they're really trying to target what Rivian. Rivian would be their Luxo trucks. Yeah, I don't think they're really quite going for that yet. Which is weird though, because the uh, the Ford Lightning does have all the trim levels though. They're doing their basic, so, and then their XLT, and then whatever the mid thing is, and then their platinum. So mm. they are doing trims, but they're not really targeting necessarily Lux trucks per se. They're just trying to do a general overarching. Here we go. We have a little bit of everything, but not specialized in anything. Isn't that what the F, well, what full size trucks are good at now anyway, is they take a base truck that could be, say, 28K, maybe 30K, but if the same frame, Mm. you know, the same platform, but with additions, goes up to 80, let's say, nigh on 100K. 
So, so I think they were very smart in that, in the fact that they've kept the trims, so they have that capability to compete everywhere. Yeah, no, true. Well, what I'm wondering though more mm. is because which this is I, this is getting a little bit more specific, but this is what we I was going to talk to you about earlier, which I was curious about, because like with regular Lux trucks, right? Doesn't matter how much shit they throw onto it because it's gas powered. Yeah. You know, so they have four alternators. Doesn't give a shit. You know, what I mean, they can run mm. as many electric options as they want. You know. Yeah. Like side uh, doorsteps that folded to the frame. With Radar, active. cruise control, cameras, yeah, exactly. heating seats, all Massaging that. Massaging seats, all sorts of shit. You know what I mean? With an EV vehicle, you just have the battery. So it's, you know, the only way to get extra juice is by stacking more battery mm. cells. So it's like, I'm curious with the Platinum truck, if they're going to have to cut back on some of the Lux features because mm. it probably would drain the battery a little too quickly. So you know what's And then weird. with towing too. Mm. Towing fucks up EV vehicles. Towing is going to be the largest question by far, which everyone is mm. asking is, if something can, so the, if, if the upper range one can tow 10,000 10, pounds and it can do 300 miles normally, mm. well, if it's towing something that weighs more than itself, mm. what, isn't that going to more than half the range? You know, like how efficient do they got it? So is it like now we can do 150 or 180 miles? So that's, that is a very good question in terms of capability for all of them, yeah. including the Cybertruck and the Rivian and uh, the GMC and all that. Yeah. So what I'm thinking in particular, because we kind of had a, a little mini argument about this before. It was simply uh, a negative <laughs> discussion. <laughs> so, so currently the F1, the F series, well, not specifically just the F1, but the F series truck is, <clears throat> is one of the few trucks that's a worldwide platform where, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, man, it's either available for sale or it is being sold currently in the country. And that's the key difference. It basically has to be either available for sale or it's being currently sold. Um, now, trucks, historically, uh, American trucks at least, do not sell that well outside the U.S. market. We looked it up early, uh, at least for the F-Series. 90- Two per- 2% of their sales is outside the U.S. Yeah, the other 98 is the U.S. You know, USA, USA. So, <laughs> um, but what's interesting is that because most trucks that sell outside the U.S. are usually smaller trucks. They're going to be your compact trucks if they do sell or your medium-sized trucks. Mm-hmm. There's not really a lot of full size left there construction based, you know. That seems to be the only exception. So, um, what I'm more curious about is emerging markets because what I was talking about before, even though like the F one fifty does not really sell in Europe because you know, the the way Europe in general, most of the cities are built, they weren't designed for vehicles. So mm-hmm. even having your Volvo station wagon is a little cumbersome to drive through some of these streets. Yep, or your full-size German car. Yep. Something like that. Yep, they still offer the Ford Raptor in Europe, and some people buy it. Now, obviously, it's still such a small niche market. I'm thinking what will probably happen with Ford, especially since this idea they're trying to not only beat Tesla on the home front, but they're trying to get general brand recognition out Mm -hmm. there. They're going to basically, since EV is going to be the new hot topic, with not only the Paris Climate Accord as well as other countries, Hopping on the whole idea is like we gotta reduce emissions, so let's go EV. That they'll be able to get the truck out there just to get that brand recognition. So even if people don't buy the F one fifty, they'll buy something else that's a Ford EV equivalent of mm. some sort. So I'm so I'm curious, right? Um, I take like I, I take your point with that. I'm curious because the Raptor. So it's interesting. Raptor is actually quite aspirational, mm. especially because of its looks and capability and the YouTube and all that shit. Like it has a has a cult following around it, right? It's a very interesting, out there, bold vehicle. Mm-hmm. Of course, being a Raptor 2 in European roads is even wider than a regular truck. It's just in your face. Yeah. Right? So people are like, whoa, that's cool. It's like it's like seeing a Baja truck on a road or like a tank or something. You're like, whoa, that's out of the usual. You know, you're like, cool. Yeah. 
Um, where the F-150 electric is just regular looking. Well, it says that weird light thing. That so it's front. interesting. Yeah. I'm curious because you have that theory about penetrating and I can see it because their other brand, their, their other products will appear to be look like, looks like they're going to have a good lineup. Mm. Like the Mustang Mach-E appears to be pretty competitive and they're probably going to need to come up with lots of smaller vehicles for European market, especially and mm. China will be somewhere in between. Um, but the F-150 is just like normal F-150s look nice. Like, you know, they, look, they compete, but they're not aspirational looking in any way. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if there's going to be some sort of resurgence per se, because it's the same, you know, I was talking about before with people that, because we were talking about a second ago, the fact that Tesla is still trying to target non-truck buyers. That's the whole idea of the Cybertruck. They're trying to target non-truck buyers, which I agree with, but I still don't see people in the Midwest you know, swapping their mm. F-250 dually for a Tesla Cybertruck, they'll probably, if they do switch, it's just going to be a Ford electric. Yeah. Some sort of, like said, Ford-based electric. Yeah, this is the only one since Dodge, my body started, has no plans, nor does Chevrolet besides the Hummer EV, which who knows when that's going to come out. Yeah, so. that's true. And they are supposed to, or have announced that they will be an electric Silverado. That's a cool. case of how good of an effort is that going to be? You know, it's and interesting. Time frame. <sighs> they'll probably be too late, honestly. Because well, by the time the Ford releases, then the Cybertruck will come out probably at, at that point mass because the Cybertruck will beat Ford in terms of actually getting vehicles on the road. Mm-hmm. But because of their production capabilities, because it's still a relatively small company, they're only going to be maybe able to produce a few hundred, while Ford by 2022 will probably have a few thousand mm. at each, not each dealership, but across the United States. At least each dealership will probably have yeah. an electric version. A oh, trim level fun or fact, variance? Dylan. The Rivian was supposed to come out next month. <laughs> um, it has been delayed. <laughs> it's been delayed again. In unfortunate <laughs> news. Um, so I'm, I am curious because you mentioned market penetration. Mm. Now, I, I, yeah, I don't think they're going to have any noticeable penetration or visibility in those mid, like the center of the fucking U.S. You know, like the ones with no water near them, right? So those or ones. Or their favorite movie is Deliverance. Yeah. Or Independence. <laughs> Independence. Independence Day. Yeah. Deliverance. G.I. Joe. A real American hero. Yeah. G.I. Jane. Get out of here. Everything so, of Angelina Jolie, because that's like the only thing that's hot to them. I love the movie Salt. <laughs> um, so, it's curious. So, I think you're right. It's going to be weird how the markets interact, right? Because you have the social media world where Tesla dominates. Mm. And you have the like the, the West Coast where Tesla dominates, right? Mm. In the Bay Area, we have a ridiculously large abundance of Teslas mm. because they're made here and they fits their perfect target market. Right. Mm. So we'll see how that goes because I think it's going to kind of attract more of the, because you know, truck buying is kind of a masculine thing. You know, there's a lot mm. of stereotypes within, I think a lot of showiness, you know, mm. and it's, just, it's interesting to see if, because the, first of all, if it's ridiculous, like looks compared to everything else, that's going to be a market in itself. Right. I don't know if it's going to be like, a large market, but also, as we know, people buy a lot of vehicles with much brain. Yeah. Right? Well, so it's a case of, oh, I want something so different and cool. We talked about yeah. that, too. Honestly, I think that's Ford's best is because they know, at least in the U.S. market, people just buy things new because they can. Yeah. It's like the whole idea about, I think, also the same thing. I forgot what I'm sure with the whole Dodges, with their whole Hemi and then um, Scat Packs and then uh, their uh, Demon Packs. Yeah. Like... There's not really a lot of usability with that. Like, it's mm. one specifically designed purpose vehicle. Like, to daily commute a demon, especially a manual version, sounds like pure hell. Yeah. Now, interesting. You know what I mean? 
How many how many chargers with scat packs do you see? I see a good amount around here. Yeah, so but I'm saying weird? like in California, right? But I'm wondering how well they sell in other places because it seems like that's more of a showy. Because California is more of a, I would say kind of like oh let me impress you state. Yeah, it's very, it's very showy, so it gives us a slightly so, warped perception. Yep. So I'm wondering honestly, out of state, how well some of those. I may imagine they do decent enough to keep justifying building it because they are American but brands. You get what I mean, though, because the thing is, though, Dodge relies also on their trucks since they have the Ram division. So yep. the thing is, I think they have a nice, healthy mix. That's why they don't need to necessarily really worry about one over the other. Mm. While Ford is in a really weird, interesting position because they kind of survive off of the F series trucks as their survivability. Like it's weird, they do decent on like with Mustangs, but. I guess not enough. The company's survival is partially hinged on the F-150. Well, yeah, they've so. all transitioned to the pickup trucks and then the high-margin SUVs, right? Because mm-hmm. SUVs has been where car profits would be, has mm-hmm. gone to car-based, you know, SUVs. Yeah. So, like, so all of their vehicles, they have been updated, you know, the Escape, Explorer, Expedition. So, that's what I'm wondering if we're going to yeah. see a revival because they did, basically, the Ford Mach-E, they killed it, like. They did a very good attempt, whereas the Bolt was like 80% of a good attempt. And then the Volkswagen ID, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, the ID4 is technically not bad, but it's like, it's not as well put together of a package, generally understood, as like the Mach-E is in terms of engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are weird little things too. I mean, the whole front thing and then other little components where it's just like, how did Ford be? Right. (laughs) Considering the amount of money Volkswagen invested. Yeah. Was that the point I was making earlier too? We're talking private. Like when Ford wants to do something, they do it. That's the one difference. When they feel like mm. they want to, basically, I guess when they want to show off that they're capable of shit. Now, what's interesting it, too so. is they changed CEO leadership. I think within the past two years, mm. right? Would surprise me. And um, uh, GM CEO also has you know publicly stated their commitment, right? And if you look at Cadillac's, um, I don't know, not oh, the platform, they're their overlook for their future, right? Cadillac said they're not making any more gas. They're not going to design and make any more generation of ICE vehicles. Yep. So, like, this generation of Cadillac and all their SUVs will be the final generation. Yep. Everything moving forward will be electric. It's like, okay. So, maybe that's GM's outlet, for example, is like... Because GM has great engineering. They just never use it. <laughs> so, then you're like, oh, this is yeah. cool, but then this is garbage in the same vehicle. So, maybe that's their outlet, and we'll see how good that Lyric looks. Obviously, that's luxury. It's a case of how do you apply that to regular cars, well, which yeah. the, the Mach-E and the F-150 is the first attempt at a regular middle-class vehicle. So, I, yeah, I have to say that too before we draw back to the F-1 and then the... Uh, well, we'll talk about the Mach-E a little bit too, but more, most of the F-1. But the Lyric was interesting, which I appreciate the fact that the concept vehicle actually looks like the production vehicle. Yeah. That they're able to do it, which I'm like, yes. You know, I mean, they, they didn't keep the seats, which kind of pissed me off. Yeah, but, the seats were a great yeah. idea that Ford has been able to engineer good-looking seats that are unique. And they're, and they're Lincolns, for example. Yep. So, yeah. Good job, Caddy. But, um, so getting back to the F1. Yeah, that's why I honestly think it's just going to be more of a penetration market vehicle where, at least in the Midwest, they probably won't have to worry about it, I think, because not like brand recognition, but again, brand new also too, mm. both that combination. But I'm even thinking about emerging countries like Africa, where they're going through like a gold rush right now, and the continent itself is being built up. Yeah. Now it's mostly West Africa, but eventually I would be surprised if the rest of the country, including like the Northeast portion, what has like you know, mm. Africa, uh, Africa, um, Egypt and Libya and all those countries, eventually they'll get built up. It's just a matter of when. And yeah. then also, you know, the F one hundred and fifty does sell in the United Arab Emirates. 
as well as the Middle East. Yeah. So, you know, so those countries too. And since we're pulling out of Afghanistan, I'm wondering how that's going to affect the region. I mean, I imagine it might honestly become more destabilized, but, yeah. you know, let's just say, let's be optimistic. If mm. it does somehow expand, because now they'll probably use their oil sources that they have and maybe do what United Emirates did at Big Bank, um, that, yeah, that might be a new market where the F-150 could dominate because they're already there. So, mm. you know. So it depends, I guess, on your time frame because, like, anything could happen in, like, 30 to 50 years, right? Well, I mean, it's the fact that they're already there, though. Yeah. That all they got to do is transfer that platform there. And then if the sell is cool, if it doesn't, mm. it's still have brand recognition. Because what, so. what that would, what they would need for those kind of markets, especially the, the, the up and coming ones, is they would just need vastly cheaper vehicles. Mm. Right. Because if you think about it, you know, that BMW, for example, I'm sure they have sales in Africa and they have their, actually, they, you know, they have like their, uh, their up armored SUVs and all that you can buy. But that's for the rich. That's not the, the market that you know we want to be yeah. the one that they go for so mm-hmm. if they, it, 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 it all depends well, on the middle class right that's why it's just interesting though about with f1 because we, we talk about every trim level that they have they're going to offer the ev variant right so it's you know it's like because the thing is a cyber truck it's already more of a middle class vehicle per se i mean granted if you do the tri-motor then i think it's closer to seventy thousand. yeah which is the equivalent of like the f-150 platinum which is a little bit more expensive but probably has more features but we'll see because we don't know what how that's gonna look like either. But yeah, I still like the FFD with the tax rebates too. I mean, it's gonna be about the same price, but they still have the fact that it still looks like a regular truck, which we talked about before. I feel like the traditional truck buying market is still bigger than mm-hmm. non traditional truck buying market. Yeah. So that yeah. So that was your your take. You're telling me we'll we'll have to see specifically for those international countries. Most of <clears throat> most of them don't have an established full-size market right mm-hmm. so i agree in terms of like what what they're doing they're going to be able to apply it to other things and i think the key thing that we'll see is vans yeah because what the u.s because we will go back and forth so the u.s doesn't the u.s has you know the solely biggest pickup truck market i'm sure canada is involved and then you have south america mm-hmm. what every other country does instead is vans yeah because practically speaking, fans are more, they're just more practical. Because <laughs> what the U.S. forgets is like, in those other countries, shit gets stolen and they have worse weather. Yeah. Right? And with a van, you, you know, you can have a setup. But we, we dream of vans for work setups, right? Because mm-hmm. they're more practical. And you start seeing the influx of good vans that are fuel efficient. So yeah. if they can apply that, because people will do the same heavy duty things with a pickup truck as they will with a van. So they tow, you know, they haul, they have payloads, yeah. but just in a van form. So if they can apply that to a transit mm. and then even a transit connect the smaller ones, mm. like that's what that honestly, that's what I've been waiting for in terms of a practical work truck would be like a transit connect with yeah. a good amount of range. So if they can apply that, like I can see them doing that. It's just a case of whether they can, you know, appropriately apply that to those countries. Because I think just a lot of those yeah, other countries, they don't like big like, vehicles. Well, I would say yes. Because like, for example, like you just, because I think the whole reason a truck sells the way it does because a van for example there's not really a lot that are off-road based like you know what i mean they don't really they're not really the way they're designed per se they don't really do great off-road because they're kind of cumbersome worse than a mm. truck in some cases so like for example places like australia where it's just open because they still have land cruisers and stuff over there and utes which is still like a, you know that's a sports car truck essentially um I don't, it might sell over there too because they have the space, they have off-road capabilities. So if they wanted a truck, because there's some of these trucks can do better than vans in terms of off-roading, 
Mm. Why not? So yeah, this is apparent. I guess what you want to do and where you want to live. Like even we we're talking about before. Granted, people are really trying to probably kind of afford an F one fifty electric, but Ford does offer it over there. And there's still a lot of people that live in rural China. So if they happen to afford it, that's probably the direction they'll go if they want mm. to. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious as to how their infrastructure works for that because so what I think a lot of people so interesting. China is just going to be like the biggest market ever for like let's say the next couple decades, obviously, until for example, Africa is a good example until Africa gets built up. But mm. who's who who's building Africa up? Well, China. Miners. China (laughs) is investing shit tons of money in infrastructure, right? So I'm curious if that's just going to lead to Chinese brands getting the advantage. Maybe. That's a good question. And China, I don't think most of their electric infrastructure, their electric vehicle market includes many body on frame or heavy duty vehicles, Mm -hmm. right? But they have a lot, like a lot of really good electric cars, like Mm -hmm. luxury cars, sedans, the things we're talking about when they would get German cars. Well, now they have electric vehicles that are better than what we have, mm-hmm. right? For their market, you know, luxury cars that are really well thought out, really advanced. And I'm curious if they're going to make their own truck or they're going to make their own vehicle that is going to be their work and utility vehicle for Maybe. those markets. Well, so even, we'll see. Well, even GM, I think they released a, it's a small pickup truck though, an electric purposely built Chinese pickup truck that's like 5,000 or something. So I might read hmm. that a little while ago. So, but it's designed, it's designed for rural China. So, I think. Oh, you mean like you mean like a little putt putt little thing? Yeah, it's electric. It's just like the most bare bones. It's like a golf cart with a bed. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So it shows you there's still some infrastructure there where even in rural China, if they want to have electric vehicles, they can. Yeah. It's a matter of. Of course, those things are not going to be for like. Because I'm curious in those rural areas, mm-hmm. what 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 exactly the demographic is and what do they do for income, right? Well, I think this comes down to, is. like, what you like and if it's applicable, per se. Because, mm. like, for example, like, we talked about before, like, the Raptor obviously sells in, you know, pre-niche numbers. But even the UK, you know, really small roads we're talking about here. There's still people that decide to brave it and park that thing places. Yeah. Because they just want it. They don't yeah. care. They just want it. So Yeah. It's and like that's going to be a good brand recognition item. Like, if I had the money, like, you know, even though I know I would scrape fucking everywhere... I, I wouldn't mind a Ford GT. Even, yeah. even in San Francisco, those crazy streets that, like I said, like, the angle's like 70 fucking degrees. Mm. Like, the minute you go over that ledge, you know you're going to bomb out. You yep. might get stuck. You know, so if you know it's your sideways enough, you're just going to get stuck right there. The tow truck left. But I would yeah. still risk it. Yeah. So, you know, that it just depends true. what you want to deal with. So, I think some people, they probably might not even care. You know, they're mm. like, oh, cool, an option. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... You're gonna have a certain level, a certain. You gotta um, remember, fault. we don't. Mm. Now everyone like us thinks level headedly. Some yeah. people are just impulse. I was buyers. just, I was just about to say, there's gonna be a certain volume of the market that is looks based or like finance based or like availability based. Where they're like, for example, when I bought my first car, well, it was the first dealership that had a vehicle I was okay with that I could get financed for, and I was mm. like, okay, cool, works for me. And then second time around, there's shit ton of research because I'm like, well. Things could have gone better in terms of absolute value. So there's a certain number, especially with trucks, especially if people start spending 50, 60 K in a family hauler. Mm. It's a truck and like they put a sandwich in the bed of it, you know, like nothing like, Oh, hold on. Let me put some corn in here. Go go to a Costco run once a year. So they have, there's that market. That'll be like, they're going to be the oddballs where they'll just go with whatever they like. So whether it's a cyber truck, cause it's cool and hip or a, 
F-150 because it looks new. Yeah. You know, and it still looks like a nice truck and it has that coolness and it still has the performance. Just mm-hmm. to be said, it still has the performance that people will be like, whoa. Yeah. But it's also curious whether people will still choose the old gas option because the sort of obnoxious, the ob- obnoxiousness of trucks in a way, is the appeal for a lot of guys. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a lot of factors. Like, one is government, are, are any governments going to offer any kind of, let's say, economic, like, advantages to having an EV vehicle, such mm-hmm. as, like, us, we have federal incentives where it's trying to coax people to go electric. Yeah. Other countries could do the same thing if they wanted yeah. to. So it's a matter of, you know, one, economic conditions, like, is there any either government incentives or is a basically, is the government able to build things that accommodate these vehicles? So that's one factor. Yeah, what you know, subsidizations? Two, yeah. Who can get there first? You know, who can actually get their brand out there first and be like, hey, we offer this, you know? Mm-hmm. And hopefully basically impulse buyers. Enough to get that brand recognition as well as maybe that brand loyalty. Yeah. And then three, distribution. You know, like I said, are these, are these brands already in the country where all they got to do is basically just ship the alternative there? Or they have to build a whole other network like Tesla, for example, if they wanted to go to, let's say, uh, Africa. Yeah, Africa, or, uh, well, though, uh, like, um, what's the other country I was thinking of? Uh, yeah, so it is listed in, in the United Arab. Like South or, America or Middle East, or? Yeah, South America, Middle East. So you get what I mean, though. Like, some of those countries where it's like they don't have a presence, but, for example, Ford has a presence. Yeah. Still won't be any crazy numbers, but enough to get that penetration in mm. there and then, like, woo! You know? Yeah. So what I'm curious about is because we're kind of. So I'm. I'm 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 a fan of Tesla's capabilities because they're He's they're a Tesla yeah. fanboy that's biased. So, exactly. <laughs> Give me one. So they're so they're I don't like Ford behind me in the room for them. That's right, America. <laughs> so so basically the my thought is so Tesla has advantages that are specific to Tesla mm. and they have disadvantages that are specific to every other car maker. Mm. Right? So their disadvantages are basically disadvantages that other car makers just like all of them don't have. Mm. Right? If you think about it. GM can make can, can put a car together that sells and people are happy with. Mm. Ford can, BMW, Toyota, like everyone can. Yeah. Uh, Tesla can make the most efficient electric vehicle or, you know, a combination of things and then still have creaks in the dashboard. Yeah. Right? So they have that failure in a way. But so I'm curious because they're kind of like there's there's competing pros and competing cons. Mm. And I'm thinking so with Tesla, they don't have mass market penetration, although they've penetrated Germany. And have competed with German luxury cars, and you're like, okay, interesting. Now that's only one example, and it's not the biggest market in the world. Mm. But I'm curious if they can, if they can penetrate with their infrastructure, can they beat other car makers because of the pros and cons of having a unified infrastructure? Yeah, so that's the that's, question. Because Ford can make, honestly, like the F one fifty is pretty impressive. Mm. Like I'm, I'm, I am a fan of it, mm. and I'm, I'm trying to think of the practicalities of how all these things are going to interact, right? Tesla, uh, just to to uh, to finish up, Tesla can make a really good product that has weird flaws, mm-hmm. right? And then also their ability to like mul- like do things simultaneously is limited, mm. but they can build infrastructure aggressively at cost. Because if you look at installing regular car chargers like Electrify America or ChargePoint, mm-hmm. is stupid expensive. It's like a hundred thousand dollars minimum. Yeah, right for one charger. Yeah. That's a, that's like, ooh, how is a gas station supposed to afford that, right? Right. Whereas Tesla, it's it's in it's like Apple, it's in-house. I'm curious for all these new markets you're mentioning and also for the Midwest, it's a case of like how aggressive can they be to change perceptions and then also give people an idea of practicality with mm. a fast charge network. Yeah. Versus 
How can all of these third-party networks build up in all these new areas with vehicles that can be more recognizable, mm. but with infrastructure that's not as reliable? That's a good question. I'd say my closing uh, uh, point with that is probably it would depend on two factors. One, I guess the third parties, which, I guess, chargers they want to adapt for which brands. That's one thing. Let's mm. say private companies that want to build charging stations. Mm. That's one. Or two, if let's say Ford, for example, talking about Africa, if they, because, I mean, that's way cheaper to operate in. If they wanted to just make their own company to, you know, basically make charging stations there and then supply them. Yeah. So, it's a yeah, it's a matter who penetrates it first. Yeah. So, either way, I would take either vehicle. I'm not going to lie. I would, like, if I could have an F-150. Oh, uh, so I'd take the Cybertruck over the F-150. That's my what the fuck? No, I but told yeah. you. I told you. I they're don't necessarily cool. like Ford. I just believe because they're able to mass produce things way faster. Yeah. Proven with the Look at on a practical scale, there's going to be success there. And I'm I'm curious as to how the how, how each of their successes competes with each other. I told you earlier, too, like, just Mike, a little closing there real fast. Tesla might have, like, hundreds of thousands of reservations, right? But at the end of this year, if they're only able to match 100 reservations, that's it, you know? Right. Ford, by 2022, if they're going to actually follow what they're planning on doing, they might be able to get a few thousand vehicles out across the country. Mm. And that's enough where they already kind of beat them. That might it's be true. enough where some people might even cancel the reservation because they're just waited too long. They don't yeah. care enough now. And then I wonder, six months down the line, they're like, I can't go on a road trip anywhere. Yeah. No, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> interesting, huh? Yeah. So we'll find out. We'll check in uh, later on when people start taking a look at them. Yes, yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care.